since I've seen you. I've, I've almost forgotten how to do this, Adam. Uh, you're a quality pro. You're a paid man. You have several podcasts. This is the Death Piles and Taxes podcast uh, coming at you new. This is a new, unre- I guess it's recorded, but... They're all new to the listeners, Adam. They are new to the listeners. We're in the latter part of September, the last day of the summer slow. We're in the, remember, the 21st day of September. There's a song about it. Of the 21st century. Well, it doesn't go that far in the song, but oh, okay. It's our it's our buddy uh, it's our buddy Painter. Uh, it's his man day. Oh, he's turning. I'm a painter. I'm forty. So uh, happy belated uh, when you hear this. But I mean, Adam tried to get a little ahead of the eight ball. Had some uh, travel and some uh, Adam's been college footballing it up, and so we we recorded a, a, a I don't know a few yeah a few a few episodes. I, I got a weird echo there, so I'm going to do this for a minute. So yeah, we we got a little ahead. So. Me and Adam haven't been together for a few weeks. Yeah, it's been it's been lonely, and uh, and so that's that's why we're just trying to get back in the reins, back in the saddle, and remember how to sell on eBay. Well, I tell you what, I do need to do right now as we speak. I got to take my store off of vacation mode. I I didn't want to give me uh, you know reviews or, or like, hey, how come you haven't shipped out my stuff? So I just put on vacation mode for you know ten days, kind of give myself a little window, and and uh, see, I, I did the same. I did. With available with availability to uh, to purchase still, so I uh, went on the vacation or on the uh, I think it's just called eBay Away. Is that what it's called? It is called yeah. They they made it a lot easier. And you can just uh, I selected that I would still take orders, so I actually made uh, pretty good money while I was away, almost as much as if I'd been working that week. So I got the paid time from work plus my eBay money. Seems sales went up, and I'm I'm pretty happy about that. You got more money than you know what to do. Of course, I had a couple items that people didn't pay for. I accepted items. I sent one guy a, a nice note saying, hey, uh, oh yeah, yeah. you going to pay for this? Another guy canceled, and I was kind of ticked off about it because he offered me. Uh, it was an Ultimate Warrior card, but it was a PSA 10. It was uh, serial numbered, all this stuff. I had it up for $7.99. He offered me $500. I accepted it. I came home to get a patch because I'm like, man, I need to get that card out. And I, I see that, that he, he canceled the order. So... You shouldn't do this, but I was a little annoyed. I said, hey, did you uh, cancel that? I mean, I sent him a, I think I know what he did, but I yeah. sent him a little message saying, did you cancel that uh, card that I made you, like you made the offer and I accepted and took a couple hundred dollars off on it? Did you, you cancel that? And I haven't heard back from him, but uh, I tell, I, I, well, I was about to say, I need to get back to my podcasting mode. I about said something easy, that I shouldn't be saying. Easy. I could tell him to do something with his pants on. Easy. But uh, anyway, I did pretty good. I sold... So we made a trade for that Tom Brady card a few weeks ago, if you recall. I do recall. You swindled me. Uh-oh. I had three of those cards. They were PSA 10s. Adam's sitting here telling me it's a $50, $60 card. Well, somebody paid uh, about $140 for one of them the other day. So Wow. So I, uh, I, I good move, sir. I'll have to see it. I, I could probably throw something out. So no, that was, we made the deal. 
and uh, I don't want people coming back on me on other deals I've been making with trades, so <laughs> that's the way it rolls. A little trade karma, huh? I actually, uh, we're going to try to get a guest on. I'm not going to use names or anything, just, you know, keep the drama building, because I know people love that, but <laughs> I've been making some trades with a high-profile man in the wrestling world, and yes, you have. it's been kind of fun. Um, I'm not usually a big trade guy, but... He uh, had some extra stuff, and he was interested in some of the stuff I had. Did I tell you I saw his house? It was I did his old house over the weekend. Well, not the guy I've been trading with. Oh, well, maybe. I was down in Clearwater, and that's Hulk Hogan territory, and yeah. I saw his old house. Uh, you saw Terry's old estate. I thought it was his current one you said you saw. No, it, I, it was his old one. I tell you what you should have done. Is you should have went down. And I'm talking like I'm just hitting puberty. This is all exciting <laughs> and new. You should have went down to the Hulk Hogan. Uh, he has... The, store, the beach yeah. store there, yeah. and found my buddy Ron Howard, yes. and said, "Hey, my buddy on the podcast sold you guys a card and talked card with him. You might have got some deals. Well, you know, the hoaxer himself might have came out and signed a belt for you. I don't know. You would have gone probably, but it was hard to. Uh, he doesn't know what I look like. He could claim to be me. I, I, it wouldn't have been the first time. Um, all I can say is, my, I couldn't quite convince my wife and children to, to spend time." Going to check out the uh, the Hulk Hogan store on our vacation. It, it's tough to pull them away from the beach to do that. Well, so. you don't take them. So I just hiatus on my by You myself. say, you guys good at the beach? I'm going to get me an air... Uh, you, you got the car, I'm going to go get me an Uber. I'll be back in a half hour or so. <laughs> Things are a little further away than a half an hour now. Well, I'm not if we get the right driver. <laughs> That's true. We'll, we'll map it out for the second half of the show, and we'll tell people exactly how far away <laughs> you were. From uh, making a deal of the century. We we did have a, a good time down there in Florida. We went by, uh, I was going to go to Hollywood, but it still has a Airbnb ban on anyone related to the Derek Everett in the Hollywood, Florida area. So it, that's, what my, that's what my Airbnb said. Well, that's what they said. I mean, uh, I couldn't get on there. It's you like, can go back and listen to it in the archives, but I don't think that one's made its way back up yet. So well, it's coming soon to, uh, you need to you know. get that one back up. It's been, it's been, what, six months since uh, us oh, and Joe geez. Rogan have the kiboshed? I don't know. It's been, it's been a crazy six months, if it has been. Yeah, it was, it's, it's been, been a crazy 18 months. It's been crazy, yes. Ever since COVID hit, it's, uh, it's gotten, it's gotten weird. I mean, everything in life got weird, but also reselling got weird. Everything. Business got weird. Everything just kind of went, went crazy. Taxes so. got weird. Taxes are going to get even weirder. Like, it, I know we've talked about it, but if, if you have any kind of, uh, if you have children, you're getting this advanced child credit, please keep track of it. The government, I know this is going to sound strange, but the government doesn't always know what's going on. So come reconciliation time in a year from now or you know nine months from when we start doing taxes again, you're going to have to know how much money you've got on child tax credit. I'm going to give you a for instance, because this just happened to a few of my clients. The first two months... Because now you're getting $250 a month per kid for six months. And if they're under the age of five, you get $300 a month. But the first two months, they got a, a physical check. They, they wrote the check, um, and they got it, and they cashed it. But then they changed to direct deposit. But then they messed up the direct deposit, so they sent them a check and a direct deposit. So they overgave it to them by, by you know, a full month, and they've got three kids, so we're talking $750. So who knows how that's going to be accounted for. What I'm saying is I don't want to have a lot of people with a lot of problems next year by A, either being overpaid or B, being underpaid, and then getting IRS letters saying, 
hey, you owe more money, because that's always the worst case scenario. So be on the lookout for that. If you are, keep track of it, because I can't guarantee that the government's going to give you some sort of a form, but I can guarantee that if there's an issue, it's going to be at, um, you're going to get the short end of the stick. Does that make sense? It is I mean it is. Let me let me tell you a little government story of my own. Oh boy. So I was in St. Louis on Sunday. We did a little Midwest traveling and and uh and dad gum. A dad gum to all you Midwesterners out there. I, I learned some new things, but it's uh it's very spread out. I learned that too. So anyway, uh, I can I can get into that at some point, but we ended up at St. Louis and we went down to the St. Louis Arch. Because okay. that's what you do when you're oh, a tourist yeah. in St. Louis. For and, sure. You have to get there. You have to get a reservation to go up, and you have to go through security and everything. So we get there a little early, and so we got like an hour or so to kill. And it's a national park kind of thing. They have like a museum underneath. You can look at all this stuff. Well, they have a gift shop in there, and with the gift shop, um, back in the corner, my dad finds this. Uh, there's a machine that you know the, the crank the penny, oh, yeah. make the souvenir. There's a there's a uh, a change machine by it. Okay. Where you put in a quarter, or no, you put in a dollar bill, it gives you four quarters and two pennies. Oh. So that's the government efficiency for you right there is they're losing two cents per transaction on that machine <laughs> so that you can put it in and, and crank it and make you a St. Louis Arch token or whatever. But, I mean, if a guy had a little gumption, if you're down there in St. Louis and uh, you're unemployed or you're looking for something to do, uh, what, you, what you do is you get you some dollars. Now, you're going to, I mean... It's gonna take you a little bit, but you're gonna come. A, you're gonna come out a winner in the long run. You take you a thousand dollars down there, and you just put it through that machine and uh, have your rolls ready for uh, your for your quarters and for your for your pennies. But uh, you just you just idolize that time on that machine. It's in the back corner. You're not gonna be bothered. No one's even gonna probably realize that you're doing it until you know you've been there half a day. <laughs> and you just put your pennies or your uh, dollars through, and, and anyways, you make, you make two cents two cents per per time, and, and it ends up. I, money is money these days. I mean, if you're if you're looking for a way to make a little extra and you don't want to sell on the eBay, that's the way to do it. Hey, they, right now there's there's uh, money out there, so go grab it. But and I'm guessing the other national parks might have the same machine, so uh, yeah. maybe you're like, well, St. Louis is ways away. Well, uh, there's something around the government owns, and uh, <laughs> apparently they're not into being uh, efficient or smart with money. So it's it's a uh, it's a different ball game. So now I went ahead, went in, and uh, changed my settings right now. So. I will just kind of sit and wait. I, I've got a good little a stockpile of cash in my eBay account and looking to uh, maybe spend that on something else, maybe another football game or something. I haven't quite decided yet. But I haven't decided where it was going to go. eBay sales have been going good, man. I came home. I had a uh, you know a mailbox full of things I bought on eBay. Haven't even opened those yet, but I got all my orders together, and I, I shipped it out. I I'm still waiting. I sold a Nirvana, um, one of those tickets, Ooh. for a, a good amount of money. I'm trying to remember what it is without looking it up because I got that confused with that Ultimate Warrior. But it was over, I think it was over $700. Shut up. Um, still waiting for them to pay. But uh, this ticket thing, Adam, mean, you were on it, and it's starting to it, it is starting to take. We know the boogers. We've had uh, Mr. Booger himself come in and be interviewed. Sorry, I can't remember your name right now. You remember his name? They had boogers. But... I, so I, I follow wrestling cards and uh, wrestling card podcasts now. I'm looking in other sports podcast. A lot of a lot of cards and grading stuff. Uh, right now with wrestling, there's a big thing to get the tickets graded from like you know the first WrestleMania or like 
the the Rock won this first championship belt or, get, or whatever. Get in line, Derek's already there. Exactly, except for the Rock ticket prices, because people are saying like it's weird when I'll listen to a podcast or some people talking. They're saying something that means meaning you said like over a year ago. They're like. Oh man, not a lot of people kept their uh, tickets for these seats for the old Montreal yeah. screw job. I'll sell that for uh, you know, and you go on and they want like four or five hundred dollars for a raw ticket. Yeah. Because they're like, well, there's twenty thousand in the stands, but how many kept their tickets? Yeah. And how many have been graded? Yeah. And people are starting to pay that on on wrestling. So I'm sure. I, know, I mean, I know debut tickets and baseball and stuff, but there's a lot more um, baseball, football fans out there that yeah. might have kept tickets. If you look into like you know the Beatles concerts, we've talked about that. I got the Elvis thing. There's there's a lot of opportunity out there in these things, these weird niches. Uh, I still think movie tickets. I know that sounds weird, but if they say like the time and the date. If you go back to like the Academy Award winners or you know things like that, like Gone with the Wind, it has to be kind of older. Maybe a Titanic that somebody held on to. There's not. I mean, for these big blockbusters and the. People that watch and love movies, and that's their whole lives. This is, I, it's, it's something. I mean, you see the VHS tapes. We've talked about that. They're starting to go Ferris up. Ferris Bueller, four hundred bucks the other day. Legit sold for four hundred dollars. I'm telling you, you can still find some of this stuff, and there's there's a market for it. So I, I know me and Adam like to talk sports cars. We like to talk grading. Uh, that's just because that's what we're selling. We like to be honest and real. We don't want to be like, well, I sold me a Betty. Crocker cookbook the other day, or you should look into that. Pyrex wear. So we're talking about what we're doing, but uh, there's just, there's a lot of stuff, and uh, we've talked about um, shipping chains and stuff. You know, our boy Clark was talking about a few weeks ago. We've been talking about a few weeks ago. I'm hearing other just mainstream news places, or, or, you know, radio, when I'm listening to the radio stuff, driving here, saying, yeah, you might want to buy Christmas early this year, shipping supply, shipping supply. So reverse that, we're selling stuff. You want to get your stuff up. People are looking to buy it for Christmas right now. They're looking to buy holiday right now. Uh, whatever you're selling won't sell if it's not listed. And there's going to be a demand. I mean, people are are going to... Usually it's a week or two before Christmas when people panic shop. People know this year. People uh, know people, that there's just people are going to start. COVID. As soon as you hear this, people are going to start buy, be looking for certain things. And, I mean, going up to Christmas Day and stuff, if you offer overnight shipping, we've talked about that kind of stuff before, or express shipping. Anyways, I think it's a good opportunity to make a lot of money coming up if you want to do that. So um, just just get thinking that way, get listing that way. And, uh, I mean, me and Adam want you to, to be rich and come do your taxes with Adam. And, and uh, you know, I don't know what cut I get out of that, but uh, there's got to be, um, I'm going on strike here. If Adam, if Adam starts buying new buildings and stuff, I'm going to have to get paid. Adam's been doing a couple or, or more more employees. I don't know where my scale is to judge how good you're doing off the market. Adam's been doing a few different things. Adam's ready to uh, take a vacation from the vacation. That's all I know. It, you forget how hard it is to travel when you have kids. I, travel, I don't even have kids and traveling. It ain't easy. One well, going time zones and then like traveling to the airport. I mean, there's there's it, it all adds up. I know people are crying for us because we went on vacation oh. stuff, but. I'll tell you what, man. I had some good seafood while I was there. I was uh, I was in what they call uh, the barbecue belt. Yes, you were. I had the best barbecue I've ever had in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I can't remember the place. It was like Q13 or something, but it was uh, it was insanely good. And then we had to try it out in St. Louis, and uh, it's a little different. They got different styles, but I'm a, I'm a Kansas City man. I'll say it right here. So, <laughs> well, 
Uh, and see your buddy Andy. Yes. Um, it's been it's been great because, like I said, that, yeah, we've started talking about this reselling stuff. It, it's super fun for us. Um, I'm sure that you know you had an opportunity, to maybe hit up a place or two, find uh, a few things that you uh, knew were unique to the market. Tell you what, Disney stuff in Orlando, man, there are a lot of people there. Bush Gardens, there's a Lego Land, man, there's like a Dinosaur Land, there's like a Gatorville. There's a lot of stuff. Did there. you go to Gators? No. No. No, we saw it. We, we fed some live gators at uh, Miniature Golf Place. Yeah, why not? It's I thought you were going to say off the side of the road. You saw one, you no. pulled over. Like, get them chicken nuggets out, kids. Yeah. I'm not paying for this experience. Watch this. No, no. We... <laughs> get the camera out. Oh, jeez. There's a lot of swamp. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, trees, a lot of things that you're not used to seeing. And I will say this. When we came home... Um, as soon as we got out of the uh, rental car area and by our vehicle, my son was screaming at the top of his lungs how much he loved being back home in Utah. So it, it was it was great experience. Good, great, great experience. Great experience. Good place. We went and hit the Florida Gator Alabama game. That was really really fun. Unique uh, environment. A lot of people there. And, uh, just just a good week to get away. You know what I mean? It's always good. It's always good to get back. I mean. Um, I, I got back, you know, pretty late in the night. I had to work the next day at 5 a.m. because I didn't, I didn't schedule differently. So I, I've been kind of a zombie for the couple days. But did you go and do any sourcing? Did you find anything? Did you get into that? You know, I looked around at a couple shops. But there was, like, really nothing nothing that, uh, you know, jumped out at me. I think it's, it's one of those things, like, you kind of got to know an area or kind of know what you're looking for. And that was the hard part is we... I didn't really have a lot of space. You know what I mean? I, there wasn't a I lot know of space. What you mean. There, there were some things that I wanted. To, you know, I was like, yeah, that would be interesting. I did see some cards at the uh, Gator shop, so at the the, um, the gift shop there during the football game. And I thought, see, these guys are they're coming back. They're knowing what's going on, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Like I said, no, we only spent a little bit of time. Nothing, a lot of hours, because like I said, it, I guess if I could have wanted to, I could have. Threw another bag in, but uh, it just wasn't that kind of a trip. I uh, I stopped at well, one of our hotels was by a Walmart in Iowa. Okay. And uh, it was Iowa. I can't remember the name of the city, but the Wienermobile was there. Oh, I did. Right see by that. the Ostermeyer Craft yeah. Factory, and uh, we, when we checked into the hotel, um, well, and even when we ate, it was kind of interesting because because the people said, well, "Well, why are you here?" Because it was, I guess people just don't go there. I don't know. They're like, what? what they saw the ID and they're like, well, why Why are you here? And I'm like, well, it was in between where we're coming from and where we're going. I don't know. And, but there was a Walmart and uh, my dad's like, well, we going over to Walmart? I said, well, why not? You know, there's nothing else to do. So we go skipping on over to Walmart, him, me, and my brother. And sure enough, they got all the wrestling figures a guy would ever want. Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, well, I'd like to I'd like to clean house on those. And he's like, well, why don't you do it? So, well, because I, I really don't got the space. We just brought the carry-ons. We didn't bring any check baggage because we didn't want to pay, you know, everything that goes with that. And he's like, well, you should just go buy you a bag. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I said, well, they kind of get damaged pretty easy. We already got our carry-ons. And, you know, he's like, well, if you if you thought about it, if you prepared, or he's like, I don't know. <laughs> So then I look, and sure enough, they got my uh, my my uh, Turbo Mans that I was talking about the other week. You do. They got like two or three of those. They're they're pretty big. They're pretty large. So I'm like, well, I can't get any of those. And uh, you know, so we kind of walked through the store, and I went to the cards, and they had cards behind the 
behind the... Uh, we looked at... I didn't find cars. The customer service and said, you know, limit three-pack customer service. So we go over to customer service, and that lady was not having a great day, but uh, they had some mosaic soccer cards. I oh. thought, well, I can fit those. So I got, I got three packs of those. Ooh. They had some WNBA blaster uh, prisms, Ooh. but those those prices on the prism went up from $20 to about $40. Ooh. And uh, when you look at the, the solds, and completed it was about you know sixty dollars fifty dollars there wasn't a whole lot of meat on that bone yeah and so I was like oh, I'm not gonna do it but they had I mean a pretty good selection they had some unique stuff that they don't have they have around. a lot of baseball prism a lot of baseball but you know I was like well this is what I can fit in my bag so I did very little there's I mean there's there's tons of there's tons of like thrift stores that were not the big chain thrift stores that I knew treasures were in though we drive by and the, the, like if you live if you live out in the middle of nowhere, if you don't live out in the middle of nowhere, you probably should move somewhere a little <laughs> more rural. And uh, I mean, because the places are cheap. If you want your own place, you can you can move there for cheap, uh, and and you can find stuff. You and you're the only. I mean, you, yeah. you go out from a big pond. You can be a, a an okay fish in a, in a small pond, but you can be the only fish in that pond. I mean, you can go around to the yard sales. They have all these church-type yard sales, or not yard sales, but thrift stores and stuff where, I mean, they're just loaded up with goods, and it might not be the stuff that you'll find in New York City or, or in L.A. or whatever, but uh, there's not the competition, and there's not the prices. So I think if you want to make a go of this, and uh, I think the people listening do, maybe move out. I mean, think about it. I mean, look, maybe there's job options. There's, there's a lot of remote areas that you can, like, people are working remotely now. I think if you go to a smaller market... And an outskirt of a smaller market, maybe just go on a few vacations, a few roadies, find a place that has a lot of good like thrift stars. We were driving through St. Louis again. I know I brought that up earlier. They had a uh, a Goodwill outlet that looked like uh, I mean it was like double decker, tall, like it was huge. And now uh, we got the fire trucks going again, so you know that we're back alive. <laughs> but I mean, I, I looked over, I'm like, that's insane. Like it's insane, and uh, you know it's chock full of stuff. And if you can't go in there and find something, then you're probably not a reseller. So uh, it's, it, there's a lot of opportunity out there. So I will tell you one thing that on uh, not this trip, but a couple of trips ago that we went to, Walmart was a double decker in Connecticut, and and it had like its own little escalator for your shopping cart. That one, that one kind of blew my son's mind. So if there's thrift stores out there that are double triple deckers, you're uh, you're doing well for yourself. I mean, you got to figure out. I guess I, I, I like all the WalMarts around here. Here's the thing, like, where we live, it's kind of a small, but we're all together, and all the towns are kind of together. Yes, they're all together. We're in between mountain ranges, and everything's kind of smushed, and there's smaller smushed, and there's bigger smushed, but we're all kind of together. Yeah. Out in some of these places, there's there's no one for miles. There is nothing from Clearwater <laughs> to Gainesville, there, except there's, a bunch of alligators. There, there's hardly anything there, so if you're, if you're in there, and you can, like, get a place for fairly cheap... And you can drive, you know, 30, 40 minutes to the big city or whatever. I, I don't know. I just think there might be some opportunity there. Uh, you can own some land. Uh, you can develop some things. You can put in a store on Main Street. You can, you know, you can make your own. I, like, you can run for city council. You can run for mayor. There's only 300 people in town. You can, you can do all right. That new blood. That new blood coming in. Versus if you're in a big city, you're paying high rent. You're never going to own a place. I mean, some people... You know, I get it, like you're a city person or you're not, but if you want some opportunity, it's out there. There's there's places that you can go, and I mean, I think there's unlimited potential for, for if you have a little gumption. Now, I'm not saying I do, 
But, you know. Maybe, maybe one day, D-Roy. But on that note, we better take a quick little break. Hey, guys. It's uh, D-Roy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Files and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account. I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you have been asking what you can do to help the podcast out. And seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. <laughs> we know you're listening. Like I said, we see the numbers. We're all over the world. Like I said, just we see it. We appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new Helps listeners. the algorithms. People can help find us out, and it really does help. So if you can go to Apple iTunes, that's where a lot of you are already listening or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify. Apple's, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a, you don't even have to write a review, just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool too. We appreciate it and keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Adam, my taxes are done. The season's over. I can just go on vacation and not have to see you again for another year. Well, yeah, because you're never going to have to file your taxes again unless it's another year away. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. They're part. never going away. So, here at Adam Up Accounting, we're glad to help you during tax time. But if you're also a larger seller, if you uh, need to run payroll, if you really want some help running those uh, bookkeeping reports, because I know how good you are at that, uh, we're happy to help you. We have uh, really good affordable monthly plans on these uh, higher seller, um, you know, you're running it like a business, you've got some good amount of income, we'd be happy to take care of you so that your uh, accounting needs are taken care of. Well, I don't want to talk to you, though. I don't want to call up and just get some office off in, you know, New, New Brunswick or somewhere. <laughs> hey, we're here. You can message us on our website, shoot us uh, a message on social media. We'd be glad to help you out, kind of tell you what options we have so that you can be more organized and teach you and help you make more money and pay less to Uncle Sam. What's your website, and where do I find you on social media, then, my friends? Everything's Adam Up Accounting. Uh, you can look us up there on our website. You can follow us, get some Wednesday wisdom. We try to give you some tips. You can also link through the uh, podcast, Death Files and Taxes. Get those taxes uh, taken care of so you have more time to make money elsewhere. Man, the show, during the show, in between the show. Yeah, I haven't talked for a while. It's good to talk. It's been a while. It has been a long while, and uh, I didn't get to see in person, but I went by his workplace. Drove by Mr. Brady's workplace, Mr. Tom Brady. Oh, I didn't know when you said that. I, I mean, we just looked up during the break. For those oh. of you that were wondering, Adam was uh, well within walking distance of Mr. Hogan's um, you, even shop. A guy, even a guy in the Husky section could have made it there in 10 minutes. And uh, and and he could have bought He's wanted that. Well, walking. I can't say what you've wanted, I guess. There was an opportunity for him to buy something that he's wanted for a while directly from the source. Yes, that's, and, and that's he, true. And he didn't, he didn't think about it because he was at the beach with his kids. I was at the beach, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I, Next time. I, I will tell you, going to the Gulf is really nice because, like, the water temperature was, like, 86 degrees. It, it was a s- stark difference from being in San Diego a few months ago, so it was, it was quite nice. Did you, did you bathe in the water? Did oh, you... we, we bathed. There was, a, there was some bathing. <laughs> there was... Uh, there was a, a lot of pool lounging. There was a lot of good things happening. Sounds like you were pretty busy doing nothing. That's exactly. That's what a good it day. It was. It was a really good day. Spent several hours in uh, the water. It was nice, overcast for a couple of days. But but that being said, I mean, getting back, I, I was looking at uh, tickets. We were talking about that ticket prices, and I've still got some pretty good ones in here that I think I better pull the trigger on buying. Some I think that it's gonna have like. 
I see it happening. I'm hearing other places. It's not just me and Adam or they're the groups that I'm in on. Uh, but it was us first. Oh, we were talking about it months or years ago. But we I, I, it's going that way. And uh, PSA, one of the reasons I think is because that's one of the things that you can still get graded and you can get it's not like backlog too. But I think people are starting to realize, you know, Adam was talking about Tiger Woods a few months back. And uh, like I was saying, there's, there's just all sorts of, of collectibles or ticket stubs. Um, I have that Nirvana one that we're talking about. If you find iconic things, iconic bands that people are into, I mean, there's just so much out there that what whatever you, I, I mean, it's just hard to say. Like whatever you want to do, there's a possibility to do it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And um, with with tickets, it's just you know, you pick a sport, you pick a event, you pick a you can just go off teams, you can go off players, you can go off actors, you can go off. I don't know, Adam. Tell me, tell me what I'm trying to tell the people. You're saying there's a lot of opportunity. There are a lot of things. Tickets have very low stuff. Well, I guess one of the things I, I want to get into right now, just to help um, with some nuts and bolts, is you don't have to be, I mean, PSA has uh, a tool that allows you to look up items uh, as far as being graded. It gives you population numbers. Back the truck up, Leroy. Back it up. I'm, I'm uh, switching teams again. <laughs> Whether it's the, the... Yeah, we'll get into that. I've had, I had a rough sports weekend over my teams. Um, but it, uh, it has a tool that allows you to look up the population report. And the reason this is so unique is on their page, it says PSA population report, you can go into specific areas of, you know, whether it's baseball, basketball, football... But tickets is, a, again, it's a very unique, kind of a niche area. But on the tickets, it, it allows you to look up to see how many tickets have been graded. Because one thing we talked about is, is the sheer number, yeah, like the, not the number, but the condition is not necessarily as important on tickets as what it is in, in um, you know, basketball, baseball, yeah. anything else. Because that, you know, the difference between... A seven grade and a ten grade, you're talking thousands of hundreds to thousands of dollars, depending on what kind of card. But with tickets, the sheer number of tickets that are graded is such a small thing. I mean, there's only, in all of the years, it goes back to 1853, there's only about 147,000 tickets ever graded. Um, and, and when you think about the, the numbers, I mean, going into different years, I mean, we're only talking 1,000 here, 2,000 here. It looks like the most out of any year is, what, 2006? There's only 3,800 tickets that were graded for any event that happened in that year. And to break it down, 100,000 sounds like a lot to people, but if you go and look at how many Zion Williamson uh, rookie cards have been graded, it's more than it's more than that. Like, there's more Zion Williamson... Uh, uh, rookie cards, and uh, there's variations of rookie cards, so it being through all the groups, but there's more than 100,000 of those graded. Yeah, to, right kind of, to kind of give you, like I said, that comparison. So we're talking tickets of all of the tickets right now in PSA, any basketball ticket that has ever been graded, there's... Well, tickets in general, right, yeah, not just yeah, basketball. Yeah, these, this is basketball cards, Yeah, but there's 5.7 million basketball cards that have ever been graded. And, and we said that there was, you know, 146,000. I mean, there, there's been over a million, almost 1.4 million uh, cards from 2019 
basketball cards that were graded. So, so just the way with the collectible, year, yeah. the collectible market's been going and people have been getting into sports cards and everyone that's been listening knows this. Um, I see it going that way with tickets. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. So, And I'm, I'm hearing other places and other people are having the same ideas that we've been having. So if you've been on the fence... Uh, if you can, if you can find them uh, raw, I mean, you might as well hold on to them, even if you don't want to go through getting them graded or sending them into PSA. Yeah, you can still buy them for you know fairly low prices, which sounds weird uh, that you're buying a ticket from a game that's already been used or whatever. But uh, or maybe you have them in your collection or whatever. But um, you can you can get them fairly cheap right now, and you know there, there's going to be a demand. I mean, like I said earlier, other places that are buying wrestling tickets up, it, it's just weird. And you can tell as you go through because you can look at different items and stuff. And there, are, somebody in Pennsylvania has probably been listening to our podcast because there's way too many Detroit Lions and Nittany Penn State Nittany Lion tickets that have been graded. So it, it's really interesting. You can see kind of what would you say? I mean, there's 36 Stanley Cup final tickets that have been graded. So, but, I mean, you think about things like that. Teams, iconic teams of one World Series or of one Stanley Cups, or you think of debut Wayne Gretzky debut, Mario Lemieux debut. Uh, their their rookie cards right now are like millions of dollars. Like that's, that's the crazy thing. Yes, yeah, millions. They're of going dollars. for millions of dollars. Their tickets, however, the market hasn't caught up to it yet, but it will. And there were a lot less produced that one, and there's a lot less remaining too. So. Uh, that's just kind of things we've talked about Star Wars before if you have tickets from Star Wars movies and stuff but have them actually say it on there you can't just have it say Cinemark you know yeah. uh, uh, whatever it has to say Star Th- Wars Theater 3 and yeah. you just know that's what it was and, but if it says Star Wars 1977 or, or whatever year it was or Return of the Jedi and, and that kind of thing there, I mean, think about the people buying up the, the Star Wars action figures that you hear all the time of people, you know, spending tons of money for these action figures that have been in attics, and you think, man, I'd like to stumble on that at a yard sale or whatever. There, there's people with the ticket stubs, because that's their memory, their childhood, maybe they went and saw it ten times in the theater. If you can get one of those stubs and get it, you know, graded, there's not a lot out there. Adam, you, Adam just brought it up right now in the Pop Report, which is a free tool on PSA for anybody, so if you're interested in any of the stuff that we're talking about, you don't have to be a member. You can go over to PSA, look through their population report. You can find all the stuff we're talking yeah. about. Just, just like I said, to kind of give you a comparison, and it'd be interesting because they give you a lot of data. But I know when I looked this up, the Star Wars. So 1977 was this Star Wars, you know, first time that the cards came out. <clears throat> but again, just to kind of give you a, a number, um, Star Wars tickets just for that year, the rookie tickets. There's, or excuse me, not tickets. These are these are cards. There's forty six thousand of these cards for that year that have been graded, and for all time PSA tickets, there's only a hundred and forty six thousand tickets of any tickets forever. So you're talking scarcity, and that's what really you know about this kind of area that we've kind of specialized in, or that we've had the most fun in, is like I said, vintage T-shirts. You know. Clothing, you know, those are kind of things that Derek's kind of done. He's found a lot of money in doing, you know, canning jars and chlorine and and uh, different um, discontinued uh, candies and things. But when you get into kind of looking at, hey, here's a niche that I really like. I like sports cards. I like tickets. It's scarcity. It's it's how um, you know rare is an item. And if you have somebody who has a lot of money 
and they're looking for something to hang in their man cave, in their office. You know, even though the numbers are still extremely low, somebody who has a, you know, a Wayne Gretzky rookie card, like, yeah, that's really cool and it's really rare. But then somebody who has a Wayne Gretzky debut hockey ticket, like, there's like three of those that have ever been graded and he has one. So that's why the dollars and I mean, that's where dollars and cents make. And here's where the thing is, like, I, me and Adam both grew up, you know, middle class or, or thereabouts. Middle lower. Adam would say lower. I I would say I was middle. If I say anything less, my dad will come back and yell at us. But the thing is, when I sold that Jerry Sloan stuff, like I still have some, but when I sold the big lot to, there was a man that I interacted with that had a lot of money. Yes. And uh, you know, a lot of us listening and stuff. We're not in that higher echelon. We're not in the bigger tax bracket. We're, we're hustling. We're trying to make money. We're trying to turn profits out of things that we find basically for free. And so there's a different mindset. But the guy that I was selling that stuff to, and I threw out an insane number, and he was going to take it, and you can go listen to it all in the archives, and we ended up doing a deal later. But a lot of the stuff that he was after wasn't necessarily for himself. He had rich friends that he wanted to impress by giving them these gifts that were unique that you couldn't find. I mean, he wanted a, a Jerry Sloan jock strap, or there was like uh, play charts and kind of like yeah. just paperwork, but you know, it was like NBA mem- memos or, or things like that that he wanted to get framed and gift his his friends because that's not something you can go out and buy. It was a scarcity. It's, it's kind of rare. He thought it was cool, and he could give it to them. And that's not something you have to think of. These people have more money than time, yes. and they want to impress each other. It's not like how we are. Like, I'll go over to Adam's house, he'll give me a hot dog, and we'll <laughs> sit there and BS and watch a, a ball game, and we're cool with it, right? Like, yes. And I don't expect any more from him. He doesn't expect any more from me. Maybe I'll bring over some root beers, whatever, or some diet sprites, whatever he's into at the time. I don't know. I definitely won't bring over butterscotch ice cream because I'm a better friend than that. But <laughs> these people are, are – it's a different sphere – and there is kind of a one-up or just trying to, like, I don't know what you it's, call it. It's Well, and it's also, it's, it's um, when you think of somebody, it's, it's when you actually take the time to do a personalized gift and you give somebody something that you know means a lot to them. And that's the thing. It's not, it's not a, a gift card. It's like, like Adam has his buddy that he goes to jazz games with. He sits in the suites. And... For that guy, giving him sweets, you may, that might be a couple, like that, that ticket that he's giving you and your family, that might be a few thousand dollars he's just saying, here, take, you know? Yeah. So come the holidays, come Christmas time, Adam's looking for unique stuff for that guy. Yeah. He bought a stat sheet from me. Yeah. Same reason. So that's the kind of thing. Like, he's been, you know. I also got him a, a Pete Alonso 10 and a Donovan Mitchell 10. Not, not, not the low end, it was my higher. $700 Donovan 10. That's and and uh, it's these kind of things that, like, okay, he's going to give me a few thousand dollars. I'm going to spend a couple hundred or, or whatever for, for a gift to say, hey, thanks. Uh, but there's these kind of people out there. And, and that's what I'm saying with the tickets. You might have a guy that's really, really into Star Wars, and he's got all the action figures. He's got all the memorabilia. He probably doesn't have a ticket from the debut when no, it came out of the theater. No. And it's probably it's definitely probably not graded from what we're seeing. So yes, it's you give them to that, you're in like Flint. I mean, yeah. you know, if that's your boss or, you're, or you're, whatever. You're, you go on the forever list because it's going to be not the star of their club, but it becomes something that nobody else has. Or maybe he's really into Kiss. Like the rock band Kiss is doing their farewell tour or whatever. Well, he probably went and saw them play 20 million times live. He doesn't have a ticket from their Detroit Rock City back in the 70s. No. And if he does, it's not graded. So... 
but you you're looking to sell these items to these people. So when I'm doing this, it's it's the slow dime. It's not my fast nickel, and I'm going to put them up there because I know when that guy comes looking for that gift for that guy, the price isn't really going to matter. It's the rarity of the thing. He's not going to go out and buy the ticket. He's not going to go pay to get it graded. He doesn't even really care what the grade is, but he knows that if he gives it to this guy, this is an awesome thing that's been authenticated. So whether I sell it to him again for $70 or $100 or $2,000, the price doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it does to some extent. You can't just ask for a million dollars unless something's like, you know, there is supply and demand and, and those rules apply. But the guy looking for that ticket or, or that unique item for the guy that's got everything, they stumble on something like this, or they, you know, maybe it's, you know, their big whatever fan, Hank Williams, you know, certain number home run. These these different things have happened in life, and they're mega fans. They don't have the ticket stubs. So even if it's like Broadway events, people don't think about that either, but maybe they're a big fan of, you know, Lame Is or Rob. Adam's a big Lame Is guy. I'm a, I'm a Lame Is or I've, I've seen it before. But, you know, you get the Broadway debut ticket. For a guy that, or gal that's into that kind of thing, fan of the opera, whatever. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of opportunity there that's not, right now, I feel like I'm pitching an MLM kind of thing. <laughs> the, the ground floor's there. We get nothing. There's no pyramid. I'm, I'm not at the top. If you want to send me money, that's cool. But I understand. But I think that, that there's a lot of people, so uh, we talk about gambling and things a lot, and I, I like to gamble recreationally and and whatever. You mean professionally. Well, whatever. But uh, sometimes I'm successful. I did hear gambling is a horrible habit, but it's the only one that you could win a million dollars on. Uh, shout out to Norm McDonald, R.I.P. To to uh, too soon he was taken from us, funny man. But uh, I was sitting at a slot machine once next to this older older gal, this older sad. lady, and you know you, you kind of strike up conversations with people. And that's kind of the fun part about a little bit of life. And, and she said, you know, all that we are is uh, we're, we're just chickens. And I'm like, what? And she's like, we're, we're just all basically chickens, people in general. And I thought she meant because we weren't, like, gambling on the $100 slot machine or whatever. We're down on the penny slots or whatever. And I'm like, well, why do you think of that? And she says, because I guarantee, you know, if we hit $100 or something on the slot machine, we're just going to keep pecking. And next time we come back, we're going to go right to the, where we have the thing and we're going to peck on that. Whether or not we ever win again or not, that's what we're doing. So that mindset with people, you know, everyone's selling their, their T-shirts or they're all selling. Once somebody sees that there's a bolo, people all run to it, and we're going to all keep pecking until there's nothing left there. And then people will still keep trying to sell that stuff, even though the corn's way off the cob and you're just getting nothing out of it. So uh, what, what we're saying and why we're hitting tickets so hard right now is sometimes you got to zig when everyone's zagging. And if there's an opportunity to be at the ground level, I don't know. Tickets in ten years, you might be priced out. They might collectibles might not be as hot as they are, or they might be going for millions of dollars. I have no clue. All I know is right now, you can get in and get some stuff, and before all the chickens get there and start packing at, at the mill that's on the on the ground right now. So um, that that's a long story to say that, Adam. But uh, well, you're looking up some stuff. I, I did. I mean, as far as Nirvana tickets, there's about 115 that have ever been graded, ever. In, in all of time. And I know that there's a lot more than 115 fans of Nirvana. And and a lot of people have their PC. PC refers to, not politically correct, but we all always are on this show, right, Derek? You bet. <laughs> PC also refers to your personal collection. I'm guessing all of, a, a lot of these people that have sent in these tickets, 
they're just hanging out and they're not for sale. So your opportunity to sell some things with, with tickets, I mean, there's a handful. I mean, when I'm saying a handful, I think there's two or three graded tickets that are Nirvana tickets that are up for sale right now. So you got a lot of opportunity finding, you know, not just saying one band. I mean, you, you might find something that interests you. Uh, I know Derek's been doing, hey, how about your killer tickets? What do you think about that? Well, that's a whole other podcast, Adam, which you can listen to over at the Lonely Town Podcast, and maybe we'll hit it someday. But, I mean, and you can get these things autographed. You can get autographed authentication. Uh, one of the things um, that Adam was doing with, with basketball and football cards was he was buying people that were going to be future Hall of Famers, and he okay. kind of see who was coming on the ballot. I think it's the same thing with Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, you know, Oscar winners, you know, Academy Award winners, uh, people that have won the Tony Awards. You can do the same kind of things with tickets. And, and you know, uh, maybe yeah, Hamilton wasn't that big a few years ago, but now it's huge. Or, or maybe it was always huge. I don't know. But you can get those tickets from the Broadway debut. They're only going up in value. And you think it's weird, but think about it. Go go do some research. I sold a Nirvana ticket for a crazy amount of money. Um, but there, there's bands that will be Rock and Roll Hall of Fame bands that Adam was over at uh, his Lotus shop Extreme Modus, I said Lotus, Lotus, because I'm playing slot machines again. <laughs> but he was over there, and you were just talking to one of the guys that works there, and he has a ticket oh, collection. Tons. He's got tons and tons of ticket collections. And there's a lot of people that do. They just kept every ticket they have. They have a little uh, tin or something they keep it in, because yeah. it associates with memories and stuff with them. But if you find people like that that went to a lot of concerts and just kept them, they're attached to a lot more you know, certain bands than others. But they kept them all. So if you go there and you're like, hey, that's a good Fleetwood Mac ticket, I'll give you 10 bucks for it. Yep. They're thinking, that's a Fleetwood Mac ticket from 1979 or, or whatever. Like, wow, I'll make 10 bucks. Like, why do I care? Yes. You know, uh, go, I mean, it might have a little more significance if it's like, hey, that's when my team won a national championship or that's when, you know, Mike Trout made his debut or, or whatever. But you can find some things like that. Not only, I mean, you can go on eBay, you can retail arbitra or eBay arbitrage it up. Or, I mean, you can go around to yard sales. You, everyone knows uh, some people in their family that go to a lot of concerts or, or do a lot of things like that. They all have friends. There's there's groups on the Internet where you can go search and talk about certain bands. I don't think it's that hard. If you want to put in a little work, I think you can find uh, a lot of things that haven't been listed yet. And I, I think you can I, – I personally think that you can make a lot of money doing this. I, I know that you can because Derek's already making some. He's making – money here so that's what I and best part is keep track of it all because a lot of these expenses um, and if you're making money then going to these concerts have a real potential for you to write them off I mean if you can make money there's a way that we can find some expenses for you that are legitimate legal you know and this is me as an accountant saying hey here's what you can and cannot write off we always talk about it you know if you sell $500 worth of stuff and you spent $5,000, that ain't going to fly. But if you sold $50,000 worth of stuff and you spent some time going to Cleveland to check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I promise you that I will find a way that you can write that off. Or, I mean, you go to, like, these festivals and things, you never know when groups will reunite or break up. It could be the last concert that whoever was at. Or, I don't know if you, you're... Uh, catch up on that fire festival that was the big disaster. It was a kind of oh, big. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. If was, you could find a ticket for that, yeah, that's a good idea. It didn't really exist or really happen. The tickets were, I mean, tickets were printed. They're out there. There's people that will buy that just because. Like, it's just like anything else. Like, 
when we all first start selling, we always think, well, who's buying this or why would you buy that? Or people will ask you that. They, they just do. And if you invest a little time and effort, you know that. Why I, I believe it was like, a, it's called a Sega Pixo or Pixo. It was like an old, it wasn't even a regular Sega. It was like a, a third or fourth generation thing. I looked it up. My daughter saw it. She thought it was really cool. We paid $2 for it, and we sold it for $50. i am like, this is absolutely insane. I don't know why somebody bought it, but I don't really care. I found something that was really neat. And, yeah, it took some time to sell, and, yeah, it was part of our learning curve, but it just goes to show that there are things that people will buy that you never would have thought people would spend money on. I just think the bad thing, or, or the point that I'm trying to get, I know we, we went heavy on tickets and things, which is cool or whatever, but I want that mindset of people to, to understand, like, you don't have to, like, when everyone's running at one spot, unless you're at the first of that pack, like, you can sell iPhone. The, the new iPhone 13's coming out. You can sell iPhone 13 cases, right? Yeah. And there's people that are going to make a lot of money doing that, but there's also people over in China that, like, are yeah. mass-producing those by the millions. And unless you're the first of the line, you're just going to be held holding a lot of iPhone cases that are going to be outdated in six months. Or you can go find somewhere else where people aren't there yet yeah. or, or coming there or whatever. And load up, and, and you're the only you're the only game in town for a while. Or, you know, it's this kind of a thing. By the time people catch up to you, you got a great collection, and you're the OG, and uh, people are coming to you for advice or wanting to trade with you. And I mean, you set the prices on a lot of things, and it's nice to set prices on things. Yeah, setting prices is a good thing. That's why I can't wait for my uh, Goldberg, my Bill Goldberg, um, Georgia legit ticket. You or not ticket card. You know it's cool when people are making reprints of the card that you have, so that's all. Oh, yes, yeah, you got a reprint. And one of the good things about the cards, uh, me and I have been doing cards for a few years now. We've been talking about it a lot. But a lot of my wrestling cards, I'm population one. I'm the only one with them. So I put them up for two, three, four hundred dollars $400. And when people want to trade, they're coming to look and see what Derek's highest cards are. And they're like, oh, well, that's the only one, and it's $500. So right. I'm going to trade them. So I've been able to get... Um, some rock rookie card. I've been able to get some really good things that have proven track records of value for things that I'm into, you know, under $20 a card, easy, mm-hmm. because I'm the only one with it. He's and it, done the homework. So, I mean, the, get to the market first, set the price, uh, or you can go, I mean, do whatever you want. Like, you can go source clothing and, and do all that, but it's the same. You gotta be, you just gotta be on top of it. You gotta be you gotta be working it. You, you gotta be doing it. So, D. we're coming up quick on wrapping up. I do need to make one note before before we end this show, uh, and I gotta make it um, live on the air. So when it happens, um, the legal team will know exactly what happened. I don't want there to be any uh, confusion. Uh, I don't want there to be any any controversy. So I'm gonna do this on the air right now, so that when it happens, there's no concerns. Oh, so, the wall. The wall's out. The wall is out. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, no, I do. I have one. So I'm going to pass this $20 bill over to you. That this, is yours. It seems like there's going to be some obligations involved here. Um, I just need you to say yes, and then I'll tell you what it's for. Well, well, I, yeah, I mean. So a, a couple a couple weeks ago, I went down to Las Vegas, and you asked oh. me to stop in Arizona for oh. For lotto tickets. Oh, did we hit something? You gave me $40. I have not looked, so I do <laughs> not know. I'm just giving this to you right now, so when and if something hits on the cards, we're 50-50 Okay, houses. all right, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. We'll do that. I'm okay. good with that. So there's $20. 
about lotto tickets. Hopefully we're multi-millionaires here uh, in, a, in a matter of months. I, I'm going to hand those to you in a second. I, I just put them up there so I would not we, forget. We, we, may, we may have crossed a lot of state lines. And I'm, we bought tickets in every state, so i got some scratching to do when I get home. Too. <laughs> well, here's these. So it, if this, I, yeah. this, I guess this would be the second to last. This one would not be the last because if we do win the 150 no, I think it's $450 million. Well, I mean, probably at that point, we'd still keep doing the podcast. We'd have nothing else to do. Yeah, that would be the one thing that we would do. We would continue to do the podcast. I would not be doing taxes. Derek would. I'd still be driving. Would you be doing my taxes? Of course I'd still. Well, no, I'd pay somebody to do your taxes. Okay. We'd, we'd pay for, I'd pay for somebody to drive me, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe get a personal driver. Why the lottery's fun, because here's the thing. Like, we all know we're not going to win. We're not that stupid. But... It gives you a dream. So for a week, you can just think, what would I do if? Or for a couple of weeks. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a couple bucks to daydream for a couple of weeks of what would I do if? And then when you don't, you're like, oh, crap. Well, well, we'll do that again. I will tell you that I was sitting in front of a mega bucks machine and I had a $100 bill in there. And I was like, man, if I won $11 million, what would I do? Yeah, I'd have to go home. I know about 50% would go to taxes because that just is That's what it is. It is. And I had about four obligation of tax returns that I knew I would have to finish. And then after that, I'd be like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> this is all going somewhere else. So that being said, Derek, there are two things in life that are for certain, and they are. Death piles and taxes. Bye.